Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me today. This is the Spicy Pecan Podcast. Have you ever had a dream that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could. Welcome. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Spicy Pecan Podcast. I'm super excited to be here this week. Very, very cool episode. I got an opportunity to interview the cast of In Them Streets, so that will be coming up soon. Um, But before we get into that, I just quickly wanted to go over a couple of things. First, I wanted to thank everybody who voted, regardless of who you voted for, If you, especially if you were a first time voter, thank you so much for registering and going through the paces, getting your ballot in or mailing it in, making sure you're there on time, all of that stuff. I know that there's a lot that is entailed with voting, but the amazing thing is the more accessible we make voting, as we can see, people will cast their vote. We had more people vote than in any other presidential election. Um, So I definitely appreciate everyone who stood in line. Thank you so much to the poll workers. Thank you so much to the people who are in some states still counting ballots. Um, I know that it has been a bit of a mess, but, you know, if anyone is watching the news and you're super anxious about everything, take a deep breath. I know it seems crazy, um, but January, he is out of there. And there is nothing that he can do. You can keep going to court if you want to. You can, um, you know, try to sue on these frivolous, frivolous lawsuits. Um, I think in the state of Pennsylvania alone, he sued about seven or eight times. I know that he's lost at least uh, six times. Um, But I know that they said that he had filed a couple more. So um, Thank you so much to the people who are counting ballots. You are literally keeping democracy alive. It's so important that our elections are something that is sacred. Your vote is sacred. This is something that they, you know, fair and free elections is something that we advertise as Americans for having mastered and having in place. So to have someone at the very top of the pyramid try to destroy that basic element of democracy, that basic piece that says, you know what, I don't like what's going on. I'm going to cast my opinion about the fact that I don't like what's going on because that's my right. And there are people who in another time walk six, seven, 10 miles to polls just to be turned around, just to be told that, you know, you can't do this. So the fact that we just take it so casually, um, you know, is sad but uh, a lot of people stood up stood up for democracy stood up for their voices and said i want to make a change or i like what's happening and i want to cast my opinion to support that whatever you voted you know i clearly i have my own opinions (laughs) um but just the fact that you are participating in democracy definitely gets my respect. So thank you to everyone um, for that. That was amazing to be able to see. Um, And it's also really exciting that we have a vice president that is, you know, diverse in her own background, has been the first in many situations in her life. So she is 
prepped for this moment. And I really enjoyed uh, Biden's acceptance speech. You know, um, listen, the reality is most of these politicians do not in their speeches say, thank you, black people. So I appreciate the fact that he did that because this is this is something that we need to talk about or not us so much. We've been talking about it. People have been protesting. But this is what I want to see from all of the politicians. Thank you to my black voters who came out and supported me at 90%, at 70%, at whatever. These are the people that are getting you in. Put some respect on their names. So I really like the fact that he added that in there. Um, it To me, whatever you want to think about the guy, um, that was a really key line in there. And it took balls because who else has done that? One. And two, um, he didn't really need to, but it, it needed to be said. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to, I just wanted to touch on that. Uh, you know, obviously we have a lot going on. The, it's still not over. It's still not over. And one little bug that I want to put in your ear, and I don't want to cause any fear or anything like that, but I want people to be aware. If you look at history, and you look at any time this country has made a drastic change or drastic progress, there has always been backlash from the underbelly of this country that we are still fighting against. White supremacists, um, they're not gone. And if you, if anything should teach you something, if you look at these numbers and you look at who voted for Trump and who voted for Biden, this country is still very much split. So I say that to say, I do expect that there is going to be a wash of um, retaliation in one way or another. Remember, like we said in the last episode, these people are judges. These people are, are teachers. These people are in every facet. They're cops. Um, you know, they're your next door neighbor. So just always protect yourself. This, you know, I want people to celebrate and be happy and things like that. But just like we saw with the Obama campaign, a lot of people did not like the fact that that man got voted in. <laughs> not only one, but won twice. The reason he won is because of, you know, people that look like us, uh, well-meaning white people, and uh, primarily young people. When young people vote, this country changes but you're always gonna have that element of retaliation. So, um, you know, let's just be aware of that. Let's call a thing a thing. When you see it as retaliation, call it as retaliation. That is white supremacy right there, and we condemn that. So I just wanted to, you know, I didn't wanna drop the mood too much or anything like that, but you know, I gotta throw in my little tidbits. Um, before we get into the interview, I did wanna, you know, apologize in advance. We did have some technical difficulties during the interview. So some of the audio is, it's not off, um, but there was some interference in the audio. One of the participants didn't realize that their mic was brushing up against their leg. So, um, but it's still an amazing interview. Definitely great content. You're going to enjoy it regardless. Don't worry about that. Um, and one last thing before we get into it. This is very random, but you know, my passions are music and politics, among other things. But um, Busta Rhymes' album, did anybody hear that? Listen, 
If you are a fan of hip hop, rap, Busta Rhymes' new album is amazing. <laughs> it is so good. I usually don't listen to albums like straight through. Um, that's a straight through type of album. And they're talking about a verses with him. And I think somebody on the Breakfast Club uh, mentioned Busta Rhyme versus Red and Meth, Red and Method Man. I think that would be dope. I'm here for it. So anyway, I just wanted to give that little tidbit. If you're looking for some good new music, check out my man Busta Rhymes. He came back strong, is getting critical acclaim. Like he's definitely getting his roses, which we love to see. So without further ado, I'm first going to play the promo for In Them Streets. I am so excited for this web series. I love, love, love indie, independent, picking up the equipment and just getting it done, not waiting for corporate backing, not waiting for some big fancy name to come along. No, I have a great idea and I want to just put some um, action behind it. And that's everything that I talk about on this web sh or this um, podcast is if you have an idea, don't let nobody stop you. Even if you fail on, fall on your face, like with this podcast, I don't know where this podcast is going. I didn't even know if it would even be decent or good or anything like that. But apparently people keep listening. So I'm going to keep talking. Um, but if you have an idea, man, go after that idea. Don't let anybody stop you. Don't wait for the glittery glam. Don't wait for the, you know, some people, they wait for the, the, the mood to be right and the atmosphere and this has to be in place and that has, do it, do it. Check out this promo. You guys are going to be super excited to see this web series as well right after this show. I'm not going to do an outro. So right after this show, I want you to go on YouTube and I want you to subscribe to In Them Streets so that you are notified of when the first episode releases, which is going to be later in November. I believe it's the 21st or the 23rd. Um, but if you, uh, subscribe, you will be notified. A lot of people are on th that list. This, this show is going to be, uh, it's going to have a buzz. So be one of the first to check it out. Make sure that, you know, once you do, uh, watch the episode, share it with people for people who do what I do. We do this independently. There's no big budget behind it. We do it just off the love, off the passion. So make sure that if you're enjoying content, like subscribe, share. Those are the ways that we're not exchanging money. I don't ask you for anything to check out these podcasts. I don't ask you for, or they are not going to ask you for anything to check out the web series, but the way that you can support is doing that. And that's real easy. Like that's simple as hell sharing something and just saying, yo, this is dope. Check it out. All right. So guys, I hope you enjoy the interview, but I know you will. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Joe McCray Production brings to you his brand new miniseries, In Them Streets. This urban dramatization will have you in suspense as the story unravels with how we fight to survive in them streets, but fight even harder to protect the ones we love. Them streets will make you, or them streets will break you. Some money. Money for what? I don't have no food in the house. Terrell's about to go off to college. I need some money. What that got to do with me? You know damn all that boy in mind. Are you kidding me? Terrell, what the hell is this? I know you're not selling drugs.
drugs up in my house. I heard what you were doing last night. You just let that man run up in you like you some type of 7-Eleven or something. Ugh. What you need to do is mind your old ass business and stay out of mine. Save the date. The first episode premieres November 23rd. Don't forget to mark your calendars. You don't want to miss out on what happens. In them streets. So I am so excited to have you guys on the show. Thank you so much for joining the Spicy Pecan Podcast. We are joined this week by the cast and director of In Them Streets. The Yes, there has been a promo floating around that we're hoping is going to break the internet, but you guys have been getting a lot of really good reactions from this. So um, I'm super excited. We'll start with, uh, actually, if we can go around and just have everybody say who their character is and what your actual name is. All right, I'll start. Um, I'm ter- uh, my name is Terrence Jackson, and I'm playing uh, the role of uh, Terrell. I'm Samantha, and I'm playing the role of Brenda. And uh, I'm Michael Perez, and I'm playing the role of Pastor Randall. Excellent, excellent. So I want to start, we have Joe here, who is the director and Renaissance man doing a lot of different things as far as this project. Um, Before we kind of start, can you... um, can you let us know how did you kind of get this project off the ground? What is the the you know the beginning story of In Them Streets? Well, it's kind of crazy. Um, I would say that In the Street found me. I didn't find it; it found me. Um, it was crazy because we was at a rehearsal for um, another project I was doing called First Lady. It was a play, and it premiered last year of, uh, of February, I believe it was that we premiered it. And so, come back again with another episode, another show, and date for it. But due to COVID-19, it put a lot of stuff on hold and we couldn't really get it out there like how we wanted to. And we was at rehearsal, you know, people were trying to do the social distance. There was no theaters open there. We wouldn't have, we didn't have a platform to perform like we wanted to. And I just got like frustrated with it. And I was like, tired. I'm like, well, Lord, you gave me this gift and I, I can't perform. I have to do something. And and that right there on that spot, some of the actors was there. I can, can attest that. I said, you know what? We're gonna do a mini series, and then they said, well, "What are we gonna call it?" And I'm like, "Um, in them streets." And then I said, "You're gonna be the mom. You're gonna be the son. You're gonna oh, be." Oh wow! The- okay. And it, it's crazy how I unravel. It was like it was it was destiny. It was it was it was God time, and it was like it was it was amazing. And I mean, it, I went home, and then I started creating the characters from based on what I was selling them, and and that's how in them streets was created. Excellent. How, uh, uh, Terrence, how were you drawn to the project? How did you get involved? Was it, was it at one of those auditions? Oh yeah, yeah. when we're at the, when we're at rehearsal as well. Okay. So yeah. pretty much everybody here has worked with Joe before on another project. Yeah, I've been with him since 2012. Nice. 
Yeah. All right, Joe. So give us a little bit of a background. What have you actually put out? I know everything has been pretty much theater up until this point, right? Yes, I've started doing plays back in 1999. Um, before I was doing plays, I was an actor. I was going out on auditions, and just like anybody else, trying to get out there with, um, with my acting. Um, there was one particular audition I went to in, in the city in New York, and it was for a voiceover. Um, they wanted me to do a whole bunch of cursing and stuff that, that went against my religion. I was freshly in the ministry and, and my church was looking at me like, I can't say that. I can't do that. And and they was like, well, you know what? This is a good opportunity for you and it can open up doors for you. And, and you know, just really you in. You know how they do it. They, they give you the debate and they want you to bite it. And like, it, it, it's the purple opportunity. And I was, I was, I was feeling, I was like 20 seven or something like that so I'm like my eyes are like okay this is gonna yeah. be yeah and as she said and then it was something that she said she looked at me and she handed me the script she said don't worry God will understand and it seemed as if when she said that something just stabbed me in my gut I'm like God will understand I'm like I can't do this and I looked at her and I handed it back to her and I said thank you but no thank you and I walked out of the audition and I tell you I was like a baby I was crying tears were pouring down my face I'm like oh Lord that's my opportunity I'm getting old like oh and life is over with God like it kind of like snapped me like snap out of this he said why don't you write and produce where you have control over what you say and do and I was like Lord I'm not a writer I'm an actor and from that from that moment, I wrote my first play. It was a skit, and it was called Take Back What the Devil Stole. And then I recently brought it back and made it to like a play. But my first play before that was All That Glitters and Gold, and it was nominated for a Gospel Tiffany Award. So when God spoke to me this time about doing this miniseries, I'm like, you know what? I have to trust God for what he says he's going to do because he proved it to me before in the past. When I said I couldn't do something, of course I can't do it. But like the word of God said, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. And um, I've been running with it. I've been running, running with blind faith and leaping and everything else. That is awesome. I talk about I talk about that a lot on the show about going uh, overcoming fears and just going after it. You know, um, I did want to ask you because I'm personally curious. How's it different, uh, like the theater world to now, you know, pretty much everything is like on the go with the cameras, you know, how are those two worlds different? Is one a little easier than another? You know, I'm glad you asked me that question because I was just um, talking about that earlier with, with some people and um, with the plays, I loved it because I, after a while I was able to master it. I knew what I was doing with the play. Film opportunity came around. It was something new to me again, and it's like here I am, like at the beginning. So I went and got the camera, I went and got the equipment, and and I just jumped out there with it. And when we shot the trailer, I'm like, wow, I love this because now I'm I'm able to go into more detail. I can tell a more fuller story, and and I can I can edit it, and it's like it's so amazing. I I love doing the plays. Don't get me wrong, but there's something about doing film that just empower you because it's like you can. On the stage, you have to have an imagination to see the right. story that I'm trying to tell because the things that I can't put in detail because it's limited with the space and with the um, with the audience and stuff. But with film, I could be as creative as I want to be, and, and I love it. I really love it. I'm like addicted to it. It's like a drug now. It's like I want more and more and more of it. Yeah. Now. 
Awesome. So give us a little, I want to get to everybody in terms of like their specific characters, but give us a little background. What's the synopsis of the show? Like, what can we expect? What is it about? You can expect um, to get real life experiences for one thing, because that's what I do in my plays. So nothing had changed because anyone that have seen my plays, they know I give a quality show. And there's always a learning experience. I don't believe in turning down people. I don't believe in um, making a mockery of them, but I believe in empowering people and having them walk away with a blessing learning experience. And um, to let them know that anything is possible. And just because you're in a certain environment, that doesn't mean that's who you are. That you can come out of that environment and you could change it and you could go back and help someone else. And that's what I, I want to do in them streets. I want to show them that it's not just crime and murder and, and and killing that's going on in the hood, but there's some good things coming out of the hood. We got we got people that um, become lawyers and doctors and actors and producers. You're looking at right. one. <laughs> and right. I mean, some great things coming out of the hood. And, and I just want to keep uplifting people and empowering people. And, and that's the all that I want to do at the end of the day. Because I look at my gift as a ministry and um, to much is given, much is required. So I think it's required me to let someone else know that they too can do the same thing that I'm doing. Because I didn't have any experience with the camera or doing the film or anything. I just stepped out on faith and trusted God and, and took him at his word. I love that. Absolutely. Um, all right, Miss Samantha. So before I even get to Samantha, Samantha doesn't just play Brenda. Um, she's also the best PR person you could ever possibly find. So anybody who wants to do a project, you want to get the word out, Sam is the one to know, okay? I was I was sending out an advertisement for my show just saying hey this episode is coming out and then she sent me the the clip of your show and at first I'm like who is advertising on my advertisement and then I watched it and I was like yes so that was so perfect thank you so much for um sharing the project with me um and give us a little overview of your character Okay, as I stated earlier, I'm playing the role of Brenda. And Brenda, she has a dark past. She has a dark past. She's been through a lot. She She's a single mom. I can say that she's a single mom. And she loves her son so much that she's willing to do any and everything and sacrifice whatever for her son. And yeah, that's, that's the topic. And you know, you guys tune in November 23rd. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Mike, we'll jump to you. What about uh, your character? Um, so again, I play Pastor Randall and um, you know, he happens to be a pastor in the hood who him, he himself came from the hood. So he himself has a little bit of a background. He has some rough around the edges type things. You know, he's the kind of guy that don't really want to push around, um, you know, because of where he came from. And, but he, because of where he came from, he wants better for other people so that they don't make the same mistakes he made. Uh, some of the mistakes he made could have been costly, um, could have been, you know, could have been put him in a lot worse situation. And so he doesn't want other people to follow, you know, you know, that path. Um, and so he is now, uh, basically he's, uh, I want to say he's, I, I, I want to say without saying too much, yeah. um, but um, at the same time, he he's just a guy that you don't you know you he's in charge. He's in charge of, of you know to be 
he has to be strong to be a pastor in the hood. Um, he's dealing with a lot of people, a lot of difficult, to, um, tough backgrounds. And, um, you know, and, uh, you're going to get this chance to see another possibly side of him. Um, people are going to try to rattle his cage, you know, especially if anybody recognizes and knows a little bit about where he came from. Mm. Um, so you're probably going to see that come out in the show a little, little bit, you know, with regards to, you know, is he, you know, is he doing the right thing all the time or what's going on? Look at Joe in the corner, like, you better not give away no spoilers now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mr. Terrence, tell us about Terrell. All right, about Terrell. You know, Terrell's a uh, young guy, you know, who's uh, getting ready to go off to college, but just like, you know, his mother said, like, his mother said she'll, you know, do anything for her son. You know, the same, you know, vice versa, he'll do anything for his mother. You know, anything to get her out the hood, anything to, you know, make sure she, you know, she's not struggling, you know, anything to provide, you know, um, don't really have much of like a father figure in his life, you know, and that mostly comes from, you know, young kids in the hood, that their father's not around, it's usually the mother, you know, single family. But uh, yeah, he got a lot on his plate. He, he got a lot he's trying to accomplish and he, he got a roller coaster of a life. But uh, I don't, I don't want to say too much. Yeah, no, but. I see everybody's keeping a closed lip. Listen, I'm going to support and I'm going to encourage everybody to support. So I, I'm, I'm loving the vibe. <laughs> Joe, what are you super excited about people seeing? Like, is there a specific scene or a specific episode or a specific theme that you're like, I'm really excited for people to be able to see this? You know what? When I wrote episode one, I was excited about that one. So I'm going to say I haven't written the most scene that I'm excited about because they keep getting better and better and better. Oh, um, but I really okay. think that the um, the first episode is going to have you in suspense because it's going to have it's going to kind of like introduce who they are and how they got to where they at. And so I think the first episode is going to be so amazing. Um, that's why I want everyone to watch it because if, if you can follow it from the beginning, you can understand why what happened when they get towards the end. Um, like with Terrell, he's this good kid, always made his mom proud and stuff like that. But um, sometimes the enemy will present you with something that looks good. You know, the enemy likes to dangle stuff in your face at the right time, and, and you may bite at it <laughs> if if the moment is opted to time. So, so he 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 was he was tempted like Eve in the garden. So I'm going to say like that. So. But Brenda, she's she's that strong mom. She's like, uh-uh, not on my watch because she went through that before. You have to see how she went through it before, but she went through that before and she's like, mm-mm, not on my watch. And and Pastor Randall kind of like gravitate to Terrell too because he want to like be that that role model for him and and to let him know that he's proud of him and stuff. So um, when he get tempted by the wrong people, Pastor kind of like stick his chest up a little bit like, okay. We gonna so we we got you. We got you. <laughs> I wanna ask um the actors, is there anything about your character that is like totally different from the way that you are naturally in real life? Uh Samantha, Samantha we'll start with you. Well, <laughs> I can relate to my character. So I could say how Brenda is in the show now. Um, you mean towards the end of the season? Hmm? You mean towards the end of the season? No, I mean how she is in the beginning of okay. the season. 
I'm not that way no more. I'll put it like that. I'm not that way anymore. So I'm totally against how Brenda is in the, in the beginning of the season. All right, what about what about you, Terrence? Um, as far as real life things, Nah. Not at all. Nothing. Nothing that's totally not like you. You, you know, you recognize yourself in that character. I mean, my character. You know, he's in the fitness, and you know, that's what I'm into in real life as well. So. Okay. I I can I can can put that. (laughs) Is there anything about him that is just like I would never? I'm not like that at all. That's in episode two and three. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what kind of contract you got these people signed? <laughs> I saw a little bead of sweat. <laughs> All right, Mike, what about you? I think mostly just his background. I mean, I just, I don't come from, you know, that type of background where he may have been involved in something when he was younger. Um, whereas I personally always try to stay out of trouble and that kind of person. You know, um, but from the perspective of that's how I see they were different um, from the perspective of kind of like similar is I'm an, I'm an instructor myself. So, you know, I always find myself trying to, you know, give good advice and and try to help people and try to help them make right decisions. So from that perspective, I can relate and that's something I could bring. But it will be a challenge to bring that other side of him just because me personally, you know, I did my best to just stay out of trouble when I was growing yeah. up, and, you know, and I, I had parents that just weren't going to tolerate that. So I had to be home at a certain time and that's how it was at my house. And, you know, we had to take care of business. Um, but, you know, Pastor Randall, he, he had a different upbringing. You know, he was from the hood, he was from the street, you know, and that helped to mold him to the character that he's become. So from that perspective, I'm excited to see how I can bring that character to life. Awesome. Joe, what's been the single most, uh, like the biggest struggle in getting this off of the ground? I think um, once I made up my mind, I just ran with it. Um, I've always been that type of person. Like when God say go, I go. When he speak, I listen. So it's like there was no hesitation. Um, I didn't have the camera. I didn't want to depend on anyone to do anything for me. I've gotten to the point that I want to own everything that I do. So I went and got the camera and I I said, I can do it on my time. I can do it on my my dime. It's like. And, it, and it's just, it's an empowerment, it's an empowerment moment. It, it, it feels like you, 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 you have your strength, like you can like, okay, this is mine. I can do it when I want to do it and I have control over it. And, and it's a wonderful thing. So I, I think there was no hesitation with me with it. The only thing that I would say is, um, is not, not giving up because I, I don't believe in quitting. I don't believe in failing. I'm like, you got to try it because the only way that you won't succeed unless you don't give it a try. Because I mean, a lot of people have dreams and things that they want to do, but a lot of people don't have the courage and the guts to do it because they don't believe in themselves and they don't believe the God. When God tells you something that if you're struggling with it, and then you listen to someone else that don't understand it. How can you take advice from someone that don't even believe in themselves? But you just got to trust yourself and jump out there. I mean, faith is a very powerful thing and a mindset is a very powerful thing. Once you make up your mind and say, this is what I'm going to do. And I kid you not, once I made my mind up and said, this is what I'm going to do, God sent me everything that I need. I didn't have to go out and look for anything. Everything was at the reach of my hand. And that wasn't, it came to me. 
So it's like if you if you like like they say you take one step, he'll take two. In my case, he's taking five and six steps and I'm running with I love that message. I'm just listening to you like I can listen to you talk for a minute. I'm just like keep talking. Keep talking. <laughs> um, all right. So this is a fun question. Who is the diva or divo on the cast? Who takes like the longest to get ready? Who's the diva or who's the diva? I'll let you in. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> is it Joe? Yeah, Terrence got to have his baby all and stuff. His skin got to be shining and glistening. <laughs> Listen, he, he got to be the, the hunky one of the show. You know, you need that baby oil in the right places. <laughs> I had to do a retake one time before because he said, Joe, I missed a spot here. Could you shoot that again? Oh, like, oh no, no, no. That's, <laughs> that's hilarious. So um, I know you guys are filming in the communities. Actually, what area are you guys filming in, Joe? Like, I know you guys have popped around a little bit. Yeah, we started in Broadway, um, but there's some scenes being shot in Jersey City and in Newark as well. Okay. Because like I said, I'm from Jersey City, so I'm, I'm going to represent Jersey City all day long. So, That's um, right. How's the community been as you guys have been like, out, I saw there were a couple of scenes outside um, has anyone, you know, have you guys gotten people like following you as your, how's the community been while you've been filming? They've been great. Um, I have people ask me about what it is that I'm doing. They, they jump on the, um, the YouTube and start following and, and, um, we go to stores and stuff. They like, sure. We did some pictures with Sam Elvin and, um, South Amboy and they told me to put the store on there because it's like, I guess because it's helping the community too. So it's like one hand wash the other. And um, the thing that I like best about MMT is I'm bringing on a lot of new artists. They may be like performers and stuff too. So at the same time, it's like you're going to be introduced to a lot of new characters. It won't be just the, the, the main character that you're seeing from the MMT, but you're going to be introduced to a character too. And I, and I like that because it, it gives me a way to um, help someone else to get their brand out there too. So Absolutely. Absolutely. I am definitely a firm believer in doing things grassroots, you know, not waiting for the backing of others. And that kind of goes into my next question. Um, how important do you guys feel it is to do these independent projects right in the neighborhood, getting people um, that you've worked with or, you know, like Joe, I know you're pulling independent artists and things like that. How important is that type of work, um, you know, to do? would you say? I think it's you, very Yeah, important. I'll let you start, Joe. I think it's very important because I'm like, like I was telling someone earlier, like I'm not gonna let someone else tell my story because you don't know my struggles. So I'm from the hood, I came out of the hood. So I'm, it's very important that I, I put the information that I want you to know my version of it, not what Hollywood wants you to see, that there's nothing good coming from the hood and that um, we don't love each other because there's, we love hard in the hood. And we support one another too, because you know, I remember when I was coming as, as a kid, if I did something wrong, by the time I got home, my neighbor would chastise me or the teacher would. It was like, we was like a family and we looked out for each other and, and we gotten away from that. But I want to bring that old school flavor back with, with my work and try to let the young people know like, um, what you guys doing is kind of crazy. Like you're killing each other, you're hurting each other. It's like we need to support each other and, and pull together and be there. It's like a village and it takes a village to raise a kid. And, and that's how we was brought up. And I, I want to bring that type of um, feel back, 
you know, with my work, even with the plays, I was doing like the same thing. There was, I'll never forget, it was an older lady like in her 80s. And she came to one of the plays and she said, baby, I love, that's how she said, she said, baby, <laughs> I love your shows because she said it have like an old school feel to it. And she said, whatever you do, don't lose that. Because she said, there's a message in it. And she said, I'm coming to every show that you come, no matter where you come, I travel to come see you. And I'm like, wow. And that stuck with me. I'm like, here she is, someone like my grandmother age, telling that she can relate to what I'm writing. And I'm like, and I understood exactly what she meant because someone else may be like, okay, what does she mean by that old school flavor for her? But I know exactly what she meant because um, the elements that goes on in, in the shows and, and the message in it. Like we grew up with real TV shows. Like now they grew up with reality shows. You know, right. it's like they throwing wine and, and fighting and pulling off wigs and stuff. It's, it's, it's no creativity in that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I um I know people are gonna start to get attached to the characters. So just so you know, we get an opportunity to kind of uh, understand the actors as well. Terrence, what would you say is an easier medium for you, the theater or web series? Like, which one do you kind of like better? Um, I've been doing theater for the past what, what, about like eight years. Um, but uh, film, uh, I think I'm going to enjoy film a lot more because I mean, even when I, you know, thought like, you know, uh, growing up, like, man, I want to be an actor. Like, film was one of the main things that, you know, uh, I wanted to do. And that's, that's what I see myself doing. But when I got the opportunity to do uh, theater, I hopped on it and I, you know, it was a great experience. I loved it. I loved the adrenaline rush before you got on stage, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, but film is, is like Joe said, you can do so much more with film. It's, you can, you can add so much more to the, it is just, you can add so much more to the story. You can, it's, you can do whatever you want. You know what I mean? It's, and it's, and it's not like with theater, it's like, when you go out there, there, it's just like you got to go out there and just do it. Like if you if you mess up here and there, you could cut it, action. You know what I'm saying? It's there. It's just straight go. It's go time. It's no time for slip ups or nothing. It's no time, you know. So, but uh, film, I would def I would definitely say film. So, what about um, you, Sam? What's your what's your uh, medium of choice, theater or uh, film? I would rather film. Um, I'm fairly new to both. Okay. Um, when First Lady, when we did First Lady, that was my first time doing a stage play. That was my first time on stage. And I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. I can't wait to do it again. But just like T said, as growing up, as a child, I always wanted to be an actress. I wanted to do movies. That's what I wanted to do, movies. So, yeah, film. I even a few years ago, me and my children, we, we created us a little web series. Okay. <laughs> and you know, we were getting our little acting on like that. But that's that's where I want. Tell them about the character, Sam. That's oh, my, <laughs> my mama Bertha. Um, I have a character, Mama Bertha. That um, that's how Joe discovered me. Actually, I I created the character, Mama Bertha when me and my children did the web series. And, you know, did a few episodes and then that was it. But then during the quarantine, during the pandemic, I brought Mama Bertha back and I was doing skits. And Joe seen the skit and he hit me up. And that's how I got to 
And that's so awesome. I love that because I'm sure when you started that those skits, you didn't know, you know, you were just doing something that was on your heart, but you didn't know where that was going to go. I didn't know, but that. in my heart, I knew mm -hmm. somebody would see me because I just like you said, I'm always promoting, I'm promoting things. So I was even with my my um skits, my links, I would go in everybody's little inbox and say, can you watch this? Can you watch this? Can you subscribe to this? And I just, you know, in my heart, I said one day. And the funny thing is, too, I hit Joe up. He was doing a casting for um First Lady. I had hit him up. And we talked briefly. And I didn't hear no more back from him. But then he seen that skit. And he hit me up. He's like, I seen your skit. You were really funny. I want to know if you're interested. And I'm like, yes. I'm interested in the rest is history because he's stuck with me now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Plus, who needs a street team when you got Samantha on your team? I, listen, <laughs> listen, I got to get you over here, Spicy Pecan. She's about, about to steal it, Joe. <laughs> I can't hear you. We're breaking up. <laughs> All right. What about you, Mike? Uh, what, what medium is a little better for you? You like the theater? You like the film? Uh, so the film is a more of a newer experience for me. It's something that I've always wanted to do. You know, I've always seen myself like I, I want to take my family one day to go see me at a movie one day. You know, once I want to just go to a movie and just see myself up there. It could be two minutes that I can be up there and I'll feel like I made it, right? Because it's just something you've always dreamt of or thought of, of, of doing. Right. But I got to say that nothing beats a live audience and get that instant response from a live crowd, you know? So when you're doing the play, and I've played, I got an opportunity to be to work with Joe over, you know, what is it, over five years now that we've been working together. So I've gotten a chance to play funny characters, serious characters, um, and to to make a room full of people laugh at something you did, and to get that instant response. You know, there's really nothing like it. You know, um, so I, I gotta say, the plays right now are outweighing it just because that's what I have my experience from, yeah. um, and I know what that's like having that automatic response. You know, whereas, you know. Um, the, the, the pros and cons, again, of, of TV is we when we're doing it live, you know, you 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 mess up, you mess up. Um, whereas if we're doing it recorded, then, you know, we get a chance to fix it and correct it. So that does take some of the pressure off a little bit. But I still got to say it's still, you know, doing the plays. All right, Mike holding it down for the theater. <laughs> so, Joe, um, give us an idea. How long are the episodes? Um, when are the episodes going to be airing and how can we support? Um, it's going to be um, 20, 25 minutes long. Okay. Each episode. We're going to be doing it weekly. Um, the first one is going to air November the 23rd. And they can check it out on my YouTube page at In Them Streets. Um, I need them to go on there and view the trailer. I want them to um, like it if they like it, of course. Um, share it. And most importantly, we want them to subscribe. Because once you subscribe, it's going to send you a link for each time we post something in the YouTube channel pertaining to In Them Streets. And like I said, we have um, the soundtrack coming out soon. We have the first episode coming out. And then we're gonna have like little, little certain promos going on and like, like um, meet the cast um, after I was with the cast. So there's a lot of stuff that, that you're gonna be able to get from having the um, being subscribed that you'll get notification and you'll get it before you hear about it on the streets. So you can get, get it firsthand yourself. Awesome. 
Now, how are you specifically gauging the success? Like, where, uh, what would be to you something that would be like, all right, we did amazing that first season. You know, what is your gauge to, um, like, how you see this being successful? I see me there in the first episode, and before I can air the second episode, Netflix, Netflix, BT, on and all, and like, we want you, we want you. <laughs> there we go. Let's speak it into existence, baby. I want to be a Betty Ward over it. Like, no, we want it. <laughs> no, we want you. <laughs> Listen, get Brenda on a job. I mean, get get Samantha on a job, and it's done. <laughs> it is done. <laughs> she probably already working on a contact over at Netflix now. <laughs> she is. <laughs> I'm hitting them up. I'm not playing. <laughs> awesome. Well, listen, guys, I appreciate your time. I'm so excited to see the, the, the show come out. We will absolutely be supporting. And you guys have an open invitation to feel free to come back. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Spicy Pecan Podcast. This is a wonderful media production. Ah.